You are now listening to Bodies by Design Radio with trainer Fred and Coach Donovan, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and the mindset of how it all applies to your busy life. For more, head over to bbdforlife.com. Hey, hey, what's going on, good people? Coach Donovan here with Trainer Fred. And we are back for episode number three of Bodies by Design Radio. Uh, if you haven't listened to the past episodes, make sure you check those out because we told some stories of our past and how we came to this point. And now we're at a critical stage in the year, man. Yep. You know, we're, we're deaf. We're in full mode holiday season. Holiday season is and, here. Um, and we definitely have to cover that because that's been a thorn on the side of so many people's fitness goals mm. and health-related issues. And uh, it's something that, again, it, it, it's a very beautiful time. It's a time of gathering. It's a time of family. It's a time of celebration. But it can also be a very detrimental time to our health and to our finances, yeah. to our emotions. And it really could affect us. And I thought. You know, we, we both thought that this was going to be a, a very important subject that we need to cover and also not just talk about what's going to be going wrong with it or the stuff that's, you know, it's going to be piling on top of us, but actually to give resolution and give solution as we have promised in our first episode that this is a solution based podcast to where we will talk about issues, but we are definitely going to give our resolution, our solutions to how we can kind of get through these issues together. Yeah. So uh, we want you to consider this episode as your holiday survival guide. What we're going to do is, of course, talk about all the things that are coming up and hopefully give you some new perspective on how those things are affecting your life. Talk about the problems with those, what most people do. And then at the end, like Fred said, give you some practical takeaways so that you can survive the holiday season, maybe a little differently than you have in the past. Right. And, you know, for the last 18 years, we've seen this level of uh, stress that we talked about starting around November. November is usually the time where we actually see a major dip in attendance in the gym. This is where we see different people skipping out. This is where people quit. This is where people don't mm-hmm. show up. So, Well, you know what happened? What happened? It was one too many pieces of that Halloween candy. I know it. Started this, started a whole. Hey, Halloween sets it right, right up, doesn't it? You got just a bucket of candy just walking into your house that your kids bring in, and then you're trying to tell them not to eat it after they go work so hard for it, house by house by house. And then you hide your little stash so nobody knows. Yeah, and then you go. Maybe that's what I did when I was younger. (laughs) So, the first thing we need to cover is the. The holiday that's coming up, the, the, the closest in the calendar, and which is Thanksgiving. And it's probably one of my favorite, one of my, one of my top holidays of the year, just because we really get an opportunity to get our families together. And I'm still really blessed to have my family around me. And, um, and I like my family. And I want to be around my family. Ooh. And I think that's, a, that's, a, that's something that we'll definitely talk about. Uh, this is definitely a time where people start to take off. I mean, during the entire holiday season, but especially around Thanksgiving. And uh, this is a time that it should be where we kind of sit back and look at what we're grateful for. Think about what all the great things that have happened to us. Um, give gratitude towards that. And, um, but that sounds great. 
That sounds great, but what's the reality? The reality of life. Right? Well, what is the, what is the reality when it comes to holiday seasons? And again, this is real talk. Like, what is the reality when it comes to Thanksgiving? The level of stress for everyone starts to go up, right? Who's holding the Thanksgiving party? Who's cooking the turkey? Are we going to mom's house? Uh, are we going to do it at our house? Are we going over here? Are we going over there? What are you multiple places? Are we going to go same day? Yeah, same day, multiple places. Just because, again, some of y'all out there are like celebrities. It's like I I talked to several people and they said they had three Thanksgiving uh, dinners that they got to go to. So I, I don't know about you, but one is already pretty. Uh, it's a pretty uh, you know handful thing. But again, you're talking about travel. You're talking about airplane tickets. You're talking about again your time. So there's so much that goes into it that we don't want to talk about that we have to deal with. But then how do you survive this? Like, what do you do to survive all these things? You know? well, and let's give a little perspective, too, because if we if we really pull back and just look at the simple word Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was not designed to be a stressful time. Right. Us humans have created that for ourselves over time because. We want to do more all the time. Like there's there's got to be all these things that we do during Thanksgiving with all these different people. And and like you said, it's a great time, but we've created a stressful situation yeah. for ourselves. And so I know we'll get to the, the solutions at the end, but, you know, simplicity matters. But Thanksgiving is not simple for most people right now. Right. And, you know, Thanksgiving could also have a very negative effect on many people. Because this is a time where you may have lost a family member. This is a time where your parents may not be around. This is a time maybe that you don't get along with your brothers or your sisters. This is a time where you may have been going through a divorce or you don't have a good relationship with your husband or, you know, it's like you have shared custody of kids. Like there's so many situations. Right. Or you're here, for instance, like my, my younger brothers in New York and my other brothers in Houston. And it's difficult to get everybody together in the same room. So that becomes a stressful factor as well, too. And, uh, and that, plays, that, that plays a role on our emotions. And again, I think it really goes back to the perspective of what Thanksgiving is all about. And one thing that Thanksgiving has become for a lot of people has been, th- you know, thanks taking instead of Thanksgiving. Like if we look at the word giving, it's giving our time. Um, you know, one way that we can kind of combat that stress, that that mental stress by is actually by going and volunteering, going and volunteering at a shelter, going and volunteering at uh, uh, any place that would need your time to help with the community. And that right there can build some serious morale in the family, in the emotions of the family, and also an amazing example for family members that this is a time to give. This is the time to give back. This is the time to you know, use your power and use your finances not to take always, but to give back. And anytime we do give back, it helps. It helps bring that morale up, regardless if your family is gone, regardless if you're not able to do it with your family that year. Just one hour, two hours of any kind of um, volunteer work can really pick up your mood and really change the whole season for you. Yeah, so so with Thanksgiving coming, I think you mentioned it that most people have some kind of travel they're going to be doing. Um, they're trying to coordinate families getting together during, on on what day. Uh, they're navigating the food. That's a big one because most people really start. And I know historically for myself and and my family, we've 
we have big plates of food and we everything revolves around, you know, what's going to be on the table and who's yeah. bringing what, you know, and that becomes a stressful time because most people who are in this fitness world or, or doing taking any time to take care of themselves throughout the year, they know during this time they're going to start to fall off of the routine. Right. Right. So that food is a challenge. Um, vacations and they're spending more time away from the gym. Um, and all that adds up to what you were talking about, this bigger stress. So that's just Thanksgiving. Right. Right. So what else does that lead into? Right. So and I think one thing that we got to understand is like when you talk to people, they they wear um, they wear eating too much or having a lot of turkey or passing out on the couch is like a badge of honor. Right. Like yeah. you're not you're not doing yourself a favor. You know, it's like you're not doing yourself a favor. You favor you're just going backwards, and you're basically setting yourself up for exactly what society wants you to set yourself up for. And we're going to get into that because I feel like all of these are just a lead into all of these holidays, as as great as they are, and as um, family gathering and as happy and as joyous. It's a money making machine. For Thanksgiving, sure. you got to go buy food. You got to go buy turkeys. How many how many turkeys uh, get sold during that time? You know, how much sweet potato gets sold at that time? Everything and every holiday that's ever been set up through our calendar, it is a money-making machine. It's designed around consumption. It, it is designed around consumption and how much you can consume. And during each holiday, it's a different level of consumption. Because think about how much money candy companies made during Halloween. Now think about how much the, the turkey factory or the meat companies are making based off of selling turkeys. Think about, you know, as we go into the next holiday, right, which is Christmas, which is a, a whole nother uh, can of worms, how much is going into retail and how much. So everything is based around money and you have to open your eyes to that and ask yourself, why are we doing Thanksgiving? Why are we celebrating Christmas? Why are we getting around our family? Is it about the family? Is it about the gift? Is it about the food? Or is it truly about the feeling of giving back and also the surrounding yourself with your family and your loved ones and your friends? So if you don't have a clear definition of what Thanksgiving is about, you will fall into the money machine and it will suck everything out of your out of your pocket, and that goes for everything, right? Because they're they're all connected: airlines, baggages, travel, cabs, Ubers. Like it, it just keeps adding up. All of it just sure. keeps adding up because it's never just one thing, right? Sure. And then we lead right from Thanksgiving. As soon as we get a small break from Thanksgiving, the next wave starts to come in, which is Christmas. And I love Christmas, but Christmas has always been where I have seen the most stress on our society, on our public, and it's the stress of being able to give gifts. Yeah, no doubt. That's a big one. And it, what I would challenge people to think about, and this is something I had to do for myself and with my family, is um, the way that we're raised bring this on. So that it's not all... Like all this stuff is doom and gloom, but what happens is the way that we're raised, we just continue these things on without thinking about why we're doing them. Right. And I know that's that's my case. And so I think six or seven years ago, it just finally hit me like, 
this is really supposed to be all about experience. And so we cut out all the, the buying the gifts and stuff like that. And since then, these holidays have been so much more stress free. And I know a lot of other people who have done that. And it becomes a lot more stress free because it's about the experience and time with people that you love um, and really appreciating those holidays. But what I'm going to challenge people to do is just go back, take a little bit of time to think about why you do what you do during these holidays. Is it just something that was always done in your family and you've carried it on without ever thinking about it? Or are you conscious about, no, I really do want to buy all these things or I really do want to go out and and do this shopping or I really do want to eat this much food right now and sit on the couch and fall asleep. Is that really what you want to do? If it is, then you'll carry on. If not, which most people, it's not what they want to do. Then what will happen is you'll start to make some subtle changes. All right. And it's not about changing your whole life at one time, but just really identifying to being aware is the first step. Right. And that, that's what we're here to help you do on this one. Right. You know, I was reading a, I was reading a study yesterday that during Christmas time, the average credit card use in a household increases by $3,000. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful stat. And this is going into debt. This is not having the money. This is like just adding stuff to the credit card. And that was like, it was mind-blowing to me because I was thinking, if you don't have the money, why are you buying these things? It's the pressure again. It's the pressure that I have to buy gifts for my kids. It's the pressure that I have to buy gifts for my, my family members. I got to do this. I got to do that. Because and that's the way it's always been that's done. That's always right. been done. And, and here, I challenge you to think about one thing. Do you actually remember what somebody gave you five years ago? Like if you just walk up to your brother and say, hey, what did I give you five years ago on Christmas? And if they ask you the same exact thing. You know what the answer 99% of the time is going to be? I have no clue. Mm. Because what it's become is like, how much money can I spend on this gift? But it's not the actual gift that you're giving to the person. It's the act of giving the gift. Again, sometimes we forget like why we're giving a gift to someone. You're giving a gift to someone because you're physically with a material object are looking at them and saying, I love you. I care about you because of that. I used my finances to purchase this that I thought would be special for you. And I want to basically extend my love that I already have for you into this gift as a material and give that to you. That's basically what gift giving is. But sure. now it's become, no, what are we going to get Bobby? What are we going to get Joey? Oh, oh, don't forget grandma. Don't forget... We're forgetting why. Don't forget why we're giving gifts to someone. And I want to use an example of a gift that I gave my wife to this day that we still talk about that only cost me like $5, right? But it had the most impact. And I think, um, I think you might remember, this is after we did our um, San Diego leadership trip. Mm -hmm. And I went into a... Uh, into a bookstore and I bought a very small little journal which I have here in the office still and from that day which I think it was in when was it like in April or May yeah, yeah from that day I wrote in this journal every day about everything that I appreciated about my wife and I filled it up to where it was like almost like a hundred pages of daily writing of what I appreciated about her and, you know, we were giving gifts back and forth to each other. And then when I took the gift out and I gave it to her, 
Everybody started crying. She started crying because it had meaning behind it instead of me going and buying an earring that she could go buy for herself if she wanted to. So for this year, I mean, I really challenge you guys that are listening to this, that are taking the time and listen to this, is instead of an object, think about doing something that could be meaningful and it could go for the heart of the person instead of the hand of the person. And that's the biggest challenge that I have for y'all for Christmas to not stress yourself out financially mm-hmm. is what if you wrote a letter to your father or to your mother with your handwriting of how much you appreciate what they've done for you up to this point or your brother or your sister or your wife or your cousin or your daughter. I guarantee you they won't be a dried eye in that room because that gift is going to be something that they will think about for the rest of their life because it had true meaning from one heart to another heart instead of one hand to another hand. Yeah, that's a powerful one, a powerful one. And then uh, another thing to think about is what if you had, well, I was going to say a simple conversation, but for a lot of people, it won't be such a simple conversation. What if you had a conversation with your family and said, hey, you know what? Let's think about why we're buying these gifts and maybe let's not do gifts this year. Let's see what kind of experience we can all create together. Mm. Like, let's all create it together and let's do that instead go for a hike and see how different it is right and it can be whatever your your family might love to do certain things that y'all haven't done for a long time well maybe y'all can create that experience for your family to go do right um and and again these are just ideas this is this is uh we want to change your perspective a little bit and this will help somebody so that's that's how to work through christmas right you got the christmas parties you got all these things that are coming up you have the money that's going to be spent. You have trying to think about better ideas for gifts or trying to uh, or stressing yourself out about gifts. All of it really leads to just a big ball of stress for most people. Well, and it's the money that they don't have. Sure. It's the money that you don't have. It's the money that you could be investing in yourself to become better, to become a better human, or you could be donating to a charity. You could be you could be doing something other than buying another piece of plastic that's going to go in your kid's room and they're going to forget about it in five minutes, right? Because again, I, what you said was powerful is experiences. I don't remember the gifts I got for my birthday when I was a kid. I don't have a clue about one gift that I got, but I do remember the times that I went hiking with my dad. I do remember the time that we would go to the beach with mm-hmm. my family. I do remember the times that my brothers and I would go climb trees and, you know, I remember those. We, we, we remember things that Make have, a, feel. have a feel and also a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. connection instead of a hand-to-hand connection. Right, right. And there's nothing wrong with, like, some people like to buy gifts. There's nothing sure. wrong with buying gifts. We're just challenging you to think about why are you buying the gifts. Or think, think right. outside the box. Outside the box. Just think outside the box. Don't be just like anybody else at Macy's just picking up another shirt for grandma. Write a letter to grandma. Send, frame a picture of you and grandma. You know, um, that would be more meaningful. She could put that on her wall and look at it every single day. Yeah. So think about that. Don't be another consumer in the machine of the holidays because they love you. That's why they're running these sales. And everybody has credit cards. And you know what? I'll, I'll get that bonus in January. Or we'll just pay it off over the year. Or we'll just transfer it to a 0% credit card and we'll pay it over 12 months. 
These are all thought processes that families have to go through because they feel like they may not be giving that experience to their kids or their family. So think outside the box. And, and again, we, we've gone through two beautiful holidays, which is Thanksgiving and it's Christmas. And Christmas is, is truly about gathering. It's, it, it's about taking time off. It's about slowing down. Reset, man. It's about yeah. the reset. Mm -hmm. And then if we've done Thanksgiving and if we've done Christmas correctly, then what we can do is we can go into the new year with that fresh start, fresh reset. But if Thanksgiving has been full of stress, full of food, full of laziness, full of, you know, family or friends you don't want to be around or the stress of being around them. And hangovers. Hangovers. And then you have Christmas now. You got to put up decorations. You got to put up lights. You got to do this. You got to go to Christmas parties. You got to send holiday cards out. We're, this is real talk. This is the stuff we all do. But again, we just basically say, look, put, leave that credit card in your pocket for a minute. Think about why you're buying a gift for someone. Think about the reason you're purchasing it and ask yourself, is there something more meaningful that I could do for them, regardless of what they might think of your gift, than to take money out of your pocket that you do not have? And even if you do have it, there's no point of buying senseless gifts that nobody will remember. So again, but if I'm not saying gifts are bad, gifts are amazing, and I've got some amazing gifts, but just think outside the box. Think what else could you do other than just buying another shirt or a jacket? And then this leads us into what? This leads us, if we've done that properly and if we've enjoyed our holiday so far, that leads us into the New Year's. And that is also. A very exciting time. This is a time for a lot of us to restart and reevaluate and really kind of get going. But again, it also has a massive can of worms on the other side of it too. Well, the whole thing is there's a there's a buildup to the new year, and so the cycle that again usually starts right after a little bit too much uh, Halloween candy. The cycle is the stress ball just continues to build. And then the new year becomes a time of desperation. Absolutely. Like I just, all right, now I'm getting rid of it. Uh, and you, you kind of talk to people about all the things that you've done. And you're like, well, I put on this. Don't, don't feel bad, girl. I, oh, don't worry about it, guy. You know what? I, I put on 12 pounds too. It's okay. You're like, we're, we're here now. We're going to do this thing. Right. And you kind of validate the whole thing. And it's a time where a lot of people get into action, which is great. But they're getting into action because they're desperate. desperate yeah. And then what happens is they're pushing on just with willpower. Yeah. That willpower wears out. Yep. And then what happens by, by February? And February, yeah. that, that's a long time. Like Usually by the mid-January, that willpower runs out and you're like, man, that's a lot of energy yeah. to try to get rid of all the damage I created in my stress ball that I built up over mm -hmm. the holidays. So... What we want to challenge you to do is think about New Year a little bit different. We'll get into that in a second. But what are all the things that come up on a New Year, right? We have New Year parties. That, yeah, that's those big are big. One. Those are big. New Year's parties are big. There's a lot of pressure to eat and drink and be merry and happy. And that, that's, that's, that's big pressure. You know, whose house are you going to go to? Where are you going to sure. go to? And again, this comes with a lot of joy. This comes with a lot of happiness because you survived another year. God is letting you live and breathe and see another year to come because so many of us 
don't get that chance. And right? you get to be around more people that Absolutely. you, hopefully you enjoy being around. And you have to choose how you're going to celebrate that. And that's a pretty stressful thing. Like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? Are we going to stay at our house? Is someone who's going to invite us? Why are we not getting invited to this? Why are we not getting invited to that? Like, are we going to do it downtown? Are we going to go to a bar? Are we going to be... Those are all like legitimate questions because there is that whole like missing out thing, you know, the FOMO. Mm -hmm. Everybody's fear of missing out on all the fun everybody's going to be putting on social, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook, like, look at me this, look at me that, look at my, you know, and, and again, that has, and we'll talk about social media here in a minute too, that the effect that it has on the holidays, but you have to figure out like, what are you going to do that day? You know, what are you going to do that day? And where are you going to go? Where are you going to be traveling to? And God forbid, you know, you get stuck at Chicago O'Hare or, you know, in New York in a snowstorm to where you're trying to get from here to there. So it's a, the traveling becomes, you know, stressful. There's a lot of stuff that comes with it. And again, this isn't a podcast to be negative about any of this. This is just real talk and real emotions that people just may not want to talk about. Oh, yeah. The solutions are coming. Right. But we want to give the so, real what's really happening right, right now. So the New Year parties. You got New Year parties, you got pressure of eating, drinking, you got pressure of traveling, you have pressure of what are you going to do for that night, uh, you got family members and friends that you may not want to be around that you feel like you have to invite to the party. So there's a lot of that stuff that goes on with it, Sure. right? And then the biggest thing I think during the New Year's, which is, which is crazy, most of the U.S. is cold. You know, it's, it's pretty cold, you know, other than California. Um, but what happens when, when it's cold? We all we all get lazy. Hold around, eat some more. And guess what? We wear big clothes. Mm -hmm. So all this food we've been eating ever since Halloween that started that whole tumbling action of candy and food and parties and drinks, you can't really see what's going on because you're wearing these big jackets. They feel comfortable. They fit your body. You can kind of hide. And it's okay if you gain a little five pounds or 10 pounds because you really can't tell. You're wearing these big pants and you're wearing these big jackets and... It just, you feel warm and cozy and fuzzy and you want to be in your Snuggie, mm -hmm. you know, in, in your hoodies and whatever. Of course. But, you, of course, when, when it's cold and you're feeling lazy, what do you not want to do? You don't want to work out. Who the hell wants to get out in the cold-ass mm -hmm. weather and go for a run or go to the gym? You don't want to work out. And then, the biggest thing is what? You feel like you've earned your break. You've worked all year long. You feel like you have stressed out all year long. You've attended to everybody else's needs. And you know what, damn it? I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break from all this. Like I just, it, it, I've earned it. I deserve it. And that's another thing that gets into our heads as well too, right? And then your solution to that is what? I'll just start in January. We'll just hit the restart button. I'll go hard in the gym. I'll do what I need to do. And then buy all the vegetables, you know, get all, get all the, get all the vegetables and food prep, everything, post the pictures on social media, tell yep. my friends, like, all my plans. Uh, but I think with big part, they forget. And I know me making plans in the past, what I forgot is it's easy to make plans from the armchair. But then the next day when it's time to take that action, yep. you realize kind of what you've put yourself through. Sure. And this is what we're really getting into. This is now we're starting to get into like the more of what do we do during this time? So we can all survive, right? During the, you know, right when the New Year's hit, I think there is a lot of false excitement that happens. And again, the money-making machine society takes over and every gym under the sun is running a low barrier offer 
to trying to capture as many clients as possible. I have an amazing stat that I think that you guys would just, it'll just blow your socks off. Um, A few years back, I, I was interviewed by IDEA magazine and we were talking about how at Bodies by Design, they were just very, they were very interested in knowing why at Bodies by Design we have such a high retention rate that our clients stay there for so many years. And we were talking about the ways that we do things. And she told me, um, the lady that was interviewing me was, was telling me that only 11% of big box gym members go once a week. 11% out of 100%. Mm. Only 6% go twice a week, and only 2% go three times or more. Mm. I, I mean, think about that. How do you think that a gym, a big box gym, that's 50,000 square feet, that has over five to $6 million worth of equipment in it, can afford the lights, the air conditioning, and stay stay open 24 hours and have employees and have insurance and have all these things that come with the cost of business they are open because 88% of people or 89% of people that pay for memberships mm-hmm. don't go to the gym ever they're just paying the bills they literally are keeping all the gyms open she said they did a study that if only 30% of gym members showed up at 5 o'clock, there would be three lines wrapped around the building for them to get inside. Mm. It's mind-boggling how many memberships are being sold during January and then how many people start really hard. And it's not that what I found out, it's not that people are not intelligent enough or motivated enough to actually follow through with their New Year resolution is the fact that there's a major overload. So they don't do anything since it starts getting cold when Halloween starts and it really dwindles with their activity and then they start going hard there in January and guess what happens? It's not that your motivation runs out. It's not that you want to stop working out. It's not that you know you no longer uh, have the fire or the desire to go. Guess what happens? You get injured. Your knees don't feel good after 30 days. Your back starts hurting. Your shoulders start hurting. You get so sore out of your mind because you're going so hard that you feel like, I don't ever want to feel this again, especially if you're not a regular gym goer or a former athlete. So you have all the right intentions. But what happens is that when you start too fast, too hard, and not actually have a coach or a plan that allows you to develop your body slowly, then guess what happens? You get injured. When you, in, when you get injured or you don't physically feel good, guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to yeah. go back. And then guess what the solution is? You say to yourself, you know what? I don't feel good. My knees don't feel good. I'm going to go see a doctor. And that workout thing must not be for me And, and right that workout, for, it might not be yeah. for me right now. And right. then guess what? You go to an orthopedic surgeon because your knee, knees are hurting. They have three solutions for you. Cortisone shot, physical therapy, or surgery. I've never heard any of them say anything else every time I've gone in for any kind of issues. There's no other solution, guys. And then what do you do? You get into physical therapy. And what does a physical therapist say? You got to. So now you're spending all this money trying to get yourself back because you went too hard too soon in January, right? 
I'm from desperation. From right? desperation. It, it all started from that holiday season. Absolutely. Right? Again, we're just talking about the cycle that we have seen, not so much with our clients at Bodies by Design, and we'll talk about that here in a second, but what we have seen, what the general the public, the yeah. general public do, and how the industry takes advantage of people's desperation. And they basically sell them membership at low barriers and all these different companies like, you know, zero dollars for the next month and come and do this, come and it all sounds good because it sounds cheap with a lot of promise. Anything that is cheap with a lot of promise costs a lot, in the costs future, right? a lot costs of money a lot. in the future. So yeah. cheap is very expensive. Be very, very careful about where you go, what you do, who you hire and what group and what teams you try to attach yourself to. Because cheap is expensive, and nobody got time for that. Yeah. So, so if we look at this this cycle, it's about a three or four month cycle that repeats itself every year. And so, if you can relate to this at all, then you know where you're at in this cycle. And what most people do is you know, they get, they get thrown completely off their routine. We know we've established that. That's one thing. You have this routine, you get thrown off completely. Uh, you start reacting to everyone's invites and everyone's schedules. We've already established that you're eating way too much food, which changes the way you feel, changes the way your hormones react. It changes everything about you for that three to four months. Uh, you, there's a lack of sleep due to not only the stress, but doing more, uh, maybe hanging out with family more, being a little bit more relaxed during the holidays. Again, some of that stuff is valuable, but it's turned into a big stress ball with that lack of sleep. Uh, there's a ton of pressure put on yourself with the gifts like we talked about. And, uh, and it's easy to say, well, you know, I've already kind of messed this up. I'll just wait until the new year. So that's how most people operate. And so our challenge for you today is not to operate like most people. And if you've done any of these things, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. But what we're going to do is give you a perspective so that you can start to become successful during the holidays. Because not only will it make you feel better to be successful during the holidays, but it's going to have an impact on the people around you. If they see you operating differently, if they see that you're taking yourself serious or making some small changes during these times, it's going to impact others. But the first thing you have to do is do it for you. So let's talk about how successful people operate during the holidays and this is really where your survival guide starts so really pay attention here all right so let's let's talk about this right we, we you just mentioned all those points and again when listening to this this might not be applied this might not apply to you and this might not be you know it may sound a little bit on the kind of pessimistic side of what's going on but again it's i keep repeating this it's real talk this is what's happening this is why we have so many overweight people this is why we have so many people broke this is why we have the national you know uh average of of debt on credit cards is the highest it's ever been ever and we have a spending problem so we have a spending problem which creates emotional problems which creates Again, desperation, which you basically turn back around and try to spend to fix it. Or you eat to feel better. Or, or you eat to feel better because right. you can control that. Right. But what do you do? I mean, what is it that successful people do and successful people that are fit, they can literally just coast through this time, right? And 
one of the things that I can tell you is being part of a fitness team is the number one thing. It's having a dedicated coach and also a dedicated facility that is always on your side and making sure that you get to your workouts and you basically have accountability. Accountability, number one thing. Right. If you do not have accountability during the holiday season, you're screwed. Because guess what? You're not going to do it. If I didn't have accountability, I wouldn't do it either. Right. So the moment we lose accountability, we think we're going to do it. We think we're strong enough to do it, but it's just not going to happen. So with that accountability, the number one solution in our our successful people that stay fit is you want to work out at least four times a week. Now, that might sound daunting, but we're talking about a minimum of 30 minutes. So here's some examples. Walking, jogging, working out with your gym members, going to the gym, riding your bicycle, like clearing out the furniture and busting out five, six different moves guided by your coach, you know, following videotapes, you know, doing some kind of a workout. Again, this is not popular, guys. If you want to do successful and big things, you have to do unpopular things. But that can get done in 30 minutes. You just basically get a sweat going, right? So what's the next thing on the, on the list? Uh, so the next thing that you can do is uh, when you have all these holiday parties that are coming up, never show up hungry to those holiday parties. Mm. So what I found That's is, big. That's yeah, big. it's That's a big really one, big. right? I found what a lot of people do is they'll, okay, they'll know this party's on Saturday at 7 p.m., mm-hmm. right? And so all of Saturday, they spend that time doing all their household stuff, running their errands, all these things, because they know they're going to this party in the evening. And then when it's time to go to the party, they realize, oh, I haven't eaten all day or really taken care of myself. They get to the party, starving, see all the food that they normally wouldn't eat throughout the year, but it looks great right now. And I'm just going to eat as much of it as possible because I might not get this again until next year. Right. And these are like not real conscious thoughts these are subconscious things because holiday food is a little bit different than the food that you eat during the rest of the year sugary you know the gravies out you know all those things are there and so it's really easy to overeat so this is not saying you shouldn't enjoy uh sensible amounts of some of those things because you should but the overeating is where the problem comes in so the guide here is never show up hungry to a holiday party. Plan ahead, have a snack before you go, and then when you get there, you can make disciplined choices. Or have dinner before you go have dinner. You know what I mean? It's like have lunch before you go have lunch at these parties. Like be full when you get there. That mm-hmm. way, so when you're looking around, you're not making that crazy choices, sure. right? So the next thing that goes with the parties, because you're going to have to go to a whole bunch of parties, right, is what? Set a time limit with your partner. Like before you leave the house, look at your partner and, and say, look, we're going to get there at 7 o'clock. We're not staying there past 11 o'clock. We're out of there at 11, no matter what. Are you with me on that? You're with me on that. Because what can happen is what? Parties can suck you in. Because parties that has different stages and different like peaks. And if you just stay around long enough, guess what happens when you stay longer? The longer you stay, the more you eat. The longer you stay, the more you drink. Set a time limit. And respect that and honor that. Uh, so the next one is sleep normal hours, right? Don't oversleep or don't undersleep. During the holidays, most people, their sleep schedule gets thrown completely off. 
And when you have that lack of sleep, which is what most people have is a lack of sleep, your hormone levels go crazy. Your body stores fat a lot easier. Your decision making goes down because you're tired. So all these things are really important um, and affected by your sleep. So that's the major tip there. Sleep normal hours. All right. So tip number five, create a gratitude journal. Because these times are the best time for you to reflect on what you're grateful for and for you to give back instead of take. And I think touching back on what we talked about, that these holiday seasons can be very exciting and it could be full of joy and full of family, but it could also be very stressful and it could also be very sad due to the fact that some of the loved ones that we may have may not be around us by them, whether they have passed on or they live in different states or they're far away. So keeping a gratitude journal and keeping what you are grateful for in front of you and all the small things that you don't give gratitude towards can really, again, increase the morale and really kind of open up your eyes that way so you kind of get out of that sad mode and realize that there's so many beautiful things that are around you. But again, that's not a popular choice, but it does take five minutes, 10 minutes, first thing in the morning for you to write something that you're grateful for. And that could really set the tone for the whole day, regardless of anything that may be depressing or kind of sad within those holiday seasons. Mm, I love that one. Uh, the next one is set realistic goals that won't make you suffer or make your loved ones suffer. So what's this all about? A lot of times, like we talked about, especially going into New Year, the goals that are set by people become very unrealistic because they're made out of desperation. Um, and so my challenge for you is to really think about what is the next small thing you can do that if you did it consistently would lead to the big goal that you might have. And so what that makes me think about right now is focus on the process. Yes, set the goal, know where you're going, but the only thing you can do is take the next step. So that's what makes it realistic for you is to uh, where, where you're going to apply your, your focus. And a lot of times when you make this, these big goals, what you're doing is you're bringing other people into that goal with you when that's not their goal. So you'll let family members know that this is what we're doing. Or you'll let your friends know what this is what we're doing when they have their own goals. Their your goals are not theirs. And so everybody around you, including you, is suffering because first of all, the goal's too big. And the next thing is you're thinking everybody else should have the same goal as you. So set realistic goals and just take the next step and enjoy the process. The next thing that you really, really should consider is showing self-control. That's a big one. And I think we lose ourselves a little bit as soon as we start getting around other people and we want to be accepted or we basically do what other people do in parties. So the, the thing that you got to ask yourself whenever you're during any of these situations, any of these parties, you got to ask one question. Does this serve me and my family or does this hurt me and my family? And again, that, that could be a tough question. Right. Because right. you're you're saying, like, do we go to Uncle Joe's house? Our kids don't like their kids. I don't want to be around his wife. Brothers don't really get along, but we're just doing it just to do it. But that's what we're supposed to. do. That's what you're supposed to do. So ask yourself that. Do you does that serve your family or does that hurt your family? 
does that serve you or does that hurt you? You know, it's like when you're out there buying gifts, are you paying cash for these or are you putting these on a credit card? Is this going to serve me when that new year comes around, when that bill comes in next month and we don't have enough money to pay it off? Does that serve you or hurt you? You know, it's like you got to ask yourself those questions. And some of us, you know, may have the funds to be able to do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to do it either, right? So again, you have to really ask yourself that question. Does it, sit, does it serve me and my family or does it hurt me and my family? And, you know, last but not least, on what successful people do to stay fit. And fit, we're not talking about physically. We're talking about mentally. We're talking about emotionally. We're talking about making sure you're taking care of your body. Because you know what the greatest thing might be? You don't set New Year resolutions because your goals are always the same in a sense that you're going to do your best to keep yourself in shape. You're going to do your best to what serves your family the best. You're going to do the best what's going to serve you the best. And you're going to do your best to give back to the community and give as much as you possibly can. What if that was a reoccurring New Year resolution every single year? And it wasn't some off-the-chart New Year resolution. So, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I challenge you to think about that because I don't think people that are very successful and they stay very fit, they choose a specific date to do something. The date to do anything to help you become a better person and help your family grow is any day that you wake up. Not January 1st. Well, there we have it. So we covered a lot of information, y'all. If we could distill it down, basically what we need to know is the holidays are upon us. There's a cycle that most of society goes through. We're challenging you not to be part of that cycle. Uh, We gave you six or seven practical tips that you can go do right now. Now, what we have to leave you with is you always have a choice and you're always choosing. And... We know you're listening to this podcast because you're one who wants more and wants to, to do things in life that, that do serve you. And so hopefully this podcast gave you some new perspective and uh, we appreciate you listening. Yes, this, I think this was a, a great start to our series of podcasts that we're going to be doing. Yeah. And uh, we really appreciate you guys taking the time and listening. Uh, please share this on all the different platforms and this might serve and help someone out there that you may not know. So again, we're so grateful for your time and uh, we look forward to having you guys listen to the next podcast as we bring more fire. All right. See you on the next show. For more from Bodies by Design, please head over to bbdforlife.com. If this show was valuable to you, please share it out. There's someone that needs this message right now. Also, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. When you do this, it helps us climb the iTunes charts, reach more people, and impact the next life. We appreciate you tuning in, and we're committed to keep bringing you more great content that, when applied, has the power to change your life.